0: Buckle up, ladies and gents. The Miami Marlins, on the 22nd of September, have a magic number. They have a magic number. Their destiny is in their own hands. That magic number is nine. This is Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Lockdown Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, on X or Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you're listening to the pod, of course, hit subscribe, leave a review. This is your team every day. And thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day. Hopefully you're catching this one. Lunch break, driving home. Whatever it might be. drive into the ballpark even, perhaps. There's a lot of people going to be driving to the ballpark for today's game and the whole weekend series. I know it. It's going to be packed. There is a YouTube channel, guys. Head on over there. Hit subscribe. Also, the YouTube channel is called Locked on Marlins. Hit subscribe. If you are watching, you will see. I'm recording this one pretty early, relatively early. It's just after 6 p.m. UK time, and that means it's about 1 p.m. Eastern. So you guys are on your lunch. I have finished work for the day. I've even managed to sneak in a game of tennis after work. So I'm just back from that. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling fresh. And I am pumped for this episode. This episode is sponsored by our good friends over at Bird Dogs. You can go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnMLB or enter the promo code LockedOnMLB for a free water bottle with any order. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Guys, it's a solo pod. Just me on this one, on Friday's episode. It's Friday the 22nd of September. As I've already mentioned, the headline heading into this weekend, the Marlins, they have a magic number. Yes, even in the depths of September, the Marlins have a magic number. They don't have an E next to their name. I don't know. We haven't been used to this. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We don't know how to celebrate. We don't know how to turn up to the ballpark. We just don't know what to do. Are we we pessimistic? Are we optimistic? I've seen takes were made. I've seen Kenny being the ultra optimistic guy on Twitter. I don't know what the Marlins are doing to him, but he has turned into ultra hype man. And I love to see it. Love to see that. There's nine games left to go. The Marlins right now are in a wildcard spot. They are joint with the Cubs for the wildcard three. The Marlins hold the tiebreaker over the Cubs. So the Marlins right now are in. Me and Craig Mish got into it yesterday. He talked about it. The Marlins have to be ahead of the Cubs heading into the final weekend where likely the Brewers will be resting everyone. So likely the Cubs will have a really good opportunity to be the stronger team and at least win two of three, maybe even sweep that series. You know, the Brewers will be resting because they would have already claimed the division. They may claim the division during this weekend. They may not. I hope they don't. But if they do, that may also potentially help the Marlins, let's say, into the Sunday game. There's a lot of ifs, buts, and maybes happening right now. A lot of permutations. But the Marlins were on an off day yesterday. The Cubs were playing. And they were playing the Pirates. The Cubs got beat by the Pirates. That is the beautiful thing about baseball, that on any given day, this is these are pro teams, pro athletes, there's arbitration to think of, there's career stats, everyone's always playing. Even though the teams may have fallen out of it, guys are still playing hard. On any given day, anything can happen. We saw that with the Mets. Saw it just this week. The Mets are out of it. You've still got guys playing hard. They want to win. Players want to perform. Because fundamentally, in baseball, what you realize is everything counts. And everything counts in arbitration and in free agency conversations. Everything. Because if you don't perform, it's used against you to minimize what you can earn. It's just part of the game. So players, even though their team is cooked, they are personally incentivized to keep going and keep putting up numbers. If you're a pending free agent, keep the foot down on the pedal, baby. Couple of extra homers, couple of extra mil. That's just that's just the kind of situation and dynamic right now that's going on. So there's no cupcakes. No cupcakes at all. That's the beautiful thing in baseball. Anything can happen. You got to play well. Heading into this series, the Marlins, they do have a magic number and is 9. That means if they win all of their games, they are in. If you assume that the Cubs win all of their games, I think it's fair to say that that is a pretty unlikely situation. So let's get that one out of the way. Craig Mish thinks that the magic number is six for the Marlins. I tend to agree. I think if they win six, they probably get in. The Cubs equally, you know, the Marlins had their stretch just after the All-Star break where they were turgid. They were terrible. The Cubs came alive at that point. The Cubs now, they're having their little spell. They've had a little spell, like 20-game spell, where it's not been going well. Right now, they're 3-7. and seven. They've lost their last two. Reminder, those two, they were against the Pirates. The Marlins will be playing the Pirates last series of the season. They're playing the Mets last but one series. But right now, what's standing in front of them is a Milwaukee Brewers team. A Brewers team that the Marlins just played last week. And frankly... The Brewers handled the Marlins pretty easily, I would say. It was a four-game series, and the Brewers took three. The Marlins took one. That didn't flatter the Brewers. The Marlins didn't even see Corbin Burns in that series. So, in many ways, this is as tough an assignment as it gets. And as we look across baseball right now, I would put it out there right now that Corbin Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta... It's probably the toughest one, two, three you can face in the NL in particular. Not sure about the AL. Don't follow it as closely. Let me know what you think on that one. But I've just seen Max Fried has just gone on the IL with some sort of blister issue. So, you know, the Braves, I've been talking about the Braves pitching and their rotation. Their pitching seems to be falling apart. You know, the guys that really performed earlier in the year, that really stood up, they seem to have gone backwards. Freed hurt again. Strider's still striking everyone out. Charlie Morden still okay serviceable but they look vulnerable i look at the you know the dodgers are struggling they've struggled all year they've just had so many injuries and obviously some off the field issues you know the brewers right now you know they're a sneaky dark horse here they're sneaky because their pitching is healthy they can you know if they pitch well anything can happen in this postseason the Phillies kind of did it the opposite way, where they just kind of their offense just came alive and it took them it took them through. But normally, in postseason play, it's like if you who pitches best wins, kind of obvious. But I, I do look at these Brewers. Well, I look at this series and think this is a real uphill task for the Marlins. But in the more general landscape here, I look at the Brewers and just think these boys could be real dangerous, real dangerous with those three going. You've got a stud closer at the back end that no one can do anything off. So if they get a lead, they are going to be tough, tough to beat. Same is going to apply this weekend. They, to me, look like they still want to win this weekend. They want to clinch the series. They want sorry, want to clinch the division this weekend. There's no bigger test right now in baseball than facing this one, two, three for the Marlins' offense. But what have we seen all year? What has this Marlins team done? They have faced into adversity time and time and time again. Every time you look at it and you go, that's going to be a rough series. They're going to struggle to take one of three. Just like the Brave series we walked into last time. What's going to happen here? They're going to struggle to take one of three. Cueto's going. Yuri Perez, you know, bullpen game. You take one, right? I mean, we're looking at it right now. Bullpen game going in game one here against Corbin Burns. I mean, you would expect if you if baseball was played on paper that the Marlins would be swept at home. Luckily, baseball is never played on paper. Not in this game anyway. It's played on the field. And the Marlins, when they have their backs against the wall, they are at their most dangerous. They're at their most dangerous because this offense is built around... Putting the ball in play. And what we've seen all season long is when you put the ball in play and there's pressure, things happen. That's why this Marlins team has been, has overperformed. Overperformed to all of the expected numbers and all this kind of stuff. Because they put the ball in play and they make things happen. So I'm expecting something similar. They're going to need to grit it out. It's probably not going to be pretty this weekend. They're going to need to grit it out. I'm expecting this small ball and then there's going to be extreme September small ball. That's what I'm expecting in this series. I'm expecting the Marlins to try to manufacture anything. I'm expecting the COVID 2020 situation where all of a sudden, ball in play, base runners all over the show, the Marlins were stealing bases left, right, and center. I'm expecting something similar to that where they put it all on the line, they play smart, they play clever, balls in play, runners in motion, put the pressure on the Brewers and see what happens. That's what I'm expecting this series. Manufacture runs in any way possible. want to carry on this conversation and talk about a huge rehab start from yesterday. Yesterday's rehab for Sandy Alcantara. Huge and what that means for the Marlins, not for this series, but for next week. Before we do that, time to let you know about our good friends over at Bird Dogs. Yes, sir. Let's get the graphics pumped for the Bird Dogs crew. Um, Guys, let's get it going here. Bird Dogs, fundamentally, they make you look good. Let's start with that. Bird Dogs, you are a sexy, sexy man. (laughs) With the Bird Dogs going? They got these stretch khaki shorts, and they fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that sculpted look. It's the look that everyone wants. Have you seen Ronald Acuna right now? He's changed his pants. He's got the Bird Dogs on, I'm sure of it. They're looking so sculpted. They're looking amazing through the thigh, through the leg. Look at Tanner Scott. If I, if, if Bird Dogs could think of one player that personifies this brand, it's Tanner Scott. Go and have a look. Unbelievable. They fit way better than those regular shorts that are made of that kind of stiff, restricting cotton. No, you don't need that. Plus, you've got this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit. Without having to sacrifice movement, so the beautiful thing too, they look good for any occasion. So multi-purpose: the golf course, dates, evening out, workout, lounging, work. So multi-purpose. It's incredible. Go to birddogs.com/slash locked on MLB or enter the promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash MLB for that free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. Oh boy, that's a stunner. Welcome back to the episode here, guys. Friday, 22nd of September, the Marlins, they have a magic number and it is nine. They have a series on deck here against the Brewers. And Corbin Burns will be going in game one for the Brewers. Who's going for the Marlins, you say? You ask, who is it? What starting pitcher are they going with? Is it Johnny Cueto? Not Cueto. Marlins going with JT Chaguar. Opener. Opener at this point in pretty much, you know, must-win game. This is what the Marlins have had to do. They've been having to do this since Sandy went down. Frankly, it's been before that. It predates that. They've been having to work this opener situation for a long time. Skip Schumacher has done an incredible job of mixing and matching, managing here, there, and everywhere. So are the players. It isn't just Skip. The guys, uh, you know, have performed. The likes of Brian Hoeing. The likes of George Soriano. You know, you Devin Smelters that are called up. Chichi Gonzalez last week. Like, this is very much 2020 vibes, where they're just cycling arms, just trying to find ways to get out. The interesting bit is, what's happened with Johnny Cueto? He ends up pitching out the pen the other day. Is that it for Johnny Cueto now? No more starts for Cueto. You would assume so. I don't quite know what his role becomes, but to me, that role that we saw the other day was effectively back to mop-up duty. That's how Cueto kind of reintroduced himself back to the Marlins. Then he ended up back in the rotation, and frankly, he did okay. So I think this is really intriguing at this point that they've gone away from Cueto. And when I say okay, what I'm talking about is five innings of four or five earned runs. I guess that isn't really that okay. You know, it's it's okay by Quato's standards at this point. But against the Brewers, that'll be too many. You can't expect to score six or more against any of the Brewers starters. You can't. And I think Skip, he's called that out. He's recognized that. And he's deviated away and thinking... We need to rethink this situation and look to get out in a different way. And that's what's going to happen. JT Chaguar, he's making his fourth start of the year. Fourth start of the season for Chaguar. I wanted to look back and see, you know, of those starts, the other three, how have they gone? And actually, they've been pretty good. You know, okay, it's only an inning of time, right? But he looked like he started the game against the Nationals. Gave up a hit, but no word runs, no runs, and a strikeout. What about the next time? It was against the Brewers. Add the Brewers. Gave up a hit. No Ks, no runs. Happy days. Um, there was another one here. Where is What else he done? Oh, yeah, here we go. Against the Dodgers as well. Inning, a walk, two Ks. So, thus far, JT Chaguar, three outings, no earned runs in any of them. I mean, I always think if the, if the team goes out with an opener, any team and the opener gives up any runs, I always just feel like it's a disaster. It feels like a disaster, doesn't it? You know, it's one of them where, you know, having an opener go and then giving up any runs, it just, you feel like you're on the back, well, you're on the back foot, but like, it just, you're expecting it to be a, a clean inning for some reason. I don't know why. Does anyone else feel that way? Where if the opener gives it up, you're kind of going, oh my days. You know, you're exacerbated about that fact. I don't know. I think it's just like, the heightened pressure of starting a game as an opener and it feels a bit like, are you getting a bit cute? Are you getting a bit cute with this situation? And then all of a sudden you give up some runs and you go, Oh, yep. See too cute. Should have just started normally. Why have you gone with the opener? I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I'm interested. Let me know in the comments on YouTube in particular, like do you feel the same way if the opener gives up runs where it just heightens the senses on that one? Either way, opener going in game one. Let's see what happens, but I think you're going to get a big dose of Brian Hoeing, and Brian Hoing, the last time out against the Braves, got blown up in that first inning. Do you remember where he couldn't get anyone out his first, I think, five hitters or four hitters without getting an out? And then he dug deep, backs, backs against the wall for Brian Hoing. and delivered again. You've then got what looks to be a stunning matchup on Saturday. Craig Mish thinks this game will be the biggest attendance of the year. Saturday. Brandon Woodruff He's 5-1 with a 189 ERA at this point. Brandon Woodruff. Boy, oh boy. Facing off against Jesus Lazardo, 10-9 with a 368 ERA. It's a 9-10 UK-friendly start. Love to see that. So it's going to be a stunner. Sunday, Freddie Peralta, Eddie Cabrera. 12 and 9 Peralta with a 371 ERA. Cabrera at this point, he's 6-7 with a 435 ERA. Man. How's Cabrera still got a 435 ERA? That dude, he's like Guy Fawkes. He plays with fire and somehow doesn't come out. Actually, I think Guy Fawkes did end up getting burned. But anyway, that's a side point. Um, Eddie Cabrera, you know, delivered last time out. He's going to need to deliver again. Jesus Lazardo the same. If the Marlins can nick this first game, it will be seismic. It will be huge. If they can do something in this game one, Get the momentum going. Get that win. They know then. Take one of the next two. Lazardo going. Cabrera going. Take one of the next two. Win this series. Right now, the Marlins, if you look at it and you go, win, ne- win each of the next three series and you're in. So for me, it comes down to, can you win this game one? Or are the Marlins going to fully punt this one? <laughs> That's the other thing. Is it going to go sideways in the first inning or two? Next thing is, if that happens, what do you do? You know, it could be one of them situations where this game gets out of hand. If it does get out of hand early, Brewers' offense comes alive. Corbin Burns shuts them down first three innings. I think, you know, then you're back into Cueto eating some innings and this game could get out of hand and it's like, right, Saturday, Sunday, must win. It's so intriguing. It's so – It's everything's on a knife edge here because, well, the Marlins are tied with the Cubs. On the face of it, the Cubs, I think, have the easier running, particularly with that Brewers series at the back end when they're going to be resting everyone. So it's tough for the Marlins. They've kind of run out of arms. They're trying their best to mix and match. Open a bullpen game again on a Friday. It's a tough ask, tough ask. But like I said, this is when this team seems to come alive. really does. Talk about Sandy Alcantara after the uh, final out of the day. Uh, and the uh, final out of the day is our good friends over at FanDuel, guys. You need to be all over this one, guys, uh, for sure. For obvious reasons, um, the NFL is back, baby. And you can snap into action with the NFL uh, and FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Stunning offer. That is new customers with $200 in bonus bets when you place that $5 bet. Unbelievable. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. Huge range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. They've got it all at FanDuel. You visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I think I added a bit of extra sauce there saying kick off the NFL season in style, but you know, it's Friday. I've had one sip of beer. It's gone straight to my head. really has. One sip? <laughs> Do you ever get that? Anyway, guys, final segment here of, you know, the last but one week of the regular season here. We need to talk about Sandy Alcantara. Got Craig Mish on the show yesterday. There's a lot of outcomes in play here. When me and Craig were speaking, Sandy hadn't thrown. He hadn't pitched yet for the jumbo shrimp. He was late to start. We didn't know what to expect. So we had to kind of go through what happens if, what happens if, what happens if. I still do feel if the Marlins get swept by the Brewers this weekend, um, And all of a sudden, the Cubs have got maybe a three-game lead. I do wonder if the Marlins just maybe take the foot off the pedal there and just say, hey, do you know what, Sandy, let's just shut it down. Maybe the same for Yuri Perez, too. So this series is huge. But let's assume, let's assume that the Marlins get at least one game. I think they can get two. And listen, when I woke up this morning and I got that, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What? I got that going. I, I had sweep in my mind. I was just, you know, I could see the sweep. But Sandy Alcantara, what happened then after he went out there and threw for the jumbo shrimp? Well, it was almost perfection from Sandy. I mean, what What a stud. What an absolute stud. He went four innings. He gave up one hit. Four strikeouts, no walks. No walks, baby. 51 pitches through through 34 strikes in those 51 pitches. He, by all accounts, threw all of his all of his pitches. He mixed everything in there. The four seamer averaged just a tick under ninety six mile an hour and topped out at ninety eight point three. To me, that is Sandy. That's vintage Sandy Alcantara in in the first four innings. It's only when he when he dips into a hundred, you know, he hasn't quite got his best stuff. It's what we see when he's dipping in early. He normally like builds up to a hundred. So getting ninety eight on the gun in this return. You know, he looked like Sandy and actually the lineup he was facing was pretty tidy by all accounts as well. So it wasn't like an absolute bomb lineup and you're just mowing through them. So this is huge. What does it mean? You know, he goes on Thursday. That means that he sets up to, you know, potentially go on Tuesday, game one on the road in New York. Joey Lucchese, I believe, um, slated to start there. They got Senga as well on the Wednesday um, I don't know about the Thursday TBD. The Marlins are fully TBD for this series at this point. But, you know, Sandy, in terms of the dates, the timing here, there's a chance that he could come back and start game one against the Mets. There's then a chance that he's available for game 162 on the road in Pittsburgh. If they need him, again, me and Craig speaking about it yesterday, but if they don't need him in that game, let's. we're all saying, hey, they may need him. Let's assume the Marlins are already in. They don't need anyone in 1-6-2. And they've already clinched at that point. Great. Another bullpen game. I don't know. Chi-chi. Stallings. I don't know. Then all of a sudden, you're resting Sandy, and Sandy's getting the ball in game one in the wildcard. And it's probably going to be, you think about this this wildcard matchup here, it's probably going to be against the Brewers. To be honest, you know, looking the way things are going here, you're likely to face off against the Brewers. So. The Marlins may see the Brewers three three times in the space of, you know, a little over three weeks. So that's again, that's why this series is so intriguing, so important. And actually, these Marlins hitters getting a decent look at some of the, the Brewers pitching on back to back weeks, with the potential they then face them in the wildcard. You know, could that be a blessing in disguise here for the Marlins? I don't know. It will be if they win this series, no doubt. Guys, we're exactly where we wanted to be. We're, we're in a position that I don't think anyone expected the Marlins to be in at this point. I think when we reflect on what what we were seeing heading into this year, maybe they were in touch touching distance at this point. Maybe. I don't think anyone expected them to actually hold a spot, hold their own destiny with nine games to go. Maybe you'd be in like a Padres situation. All of a sudden, the Padres are alive, by the way. But maybe you were thinking, hey, could the Marlins just get hot, win seven of nine, eight of nine, sneak in? Make, um, they might need to win seven of nine to get in. I don't know. It depends what the Cubs do. But it depends what the Diamondbacks do. We shouldn't rule them out. Um, to be honest with you, uh, you know, they've got the Yankees um, and the Astros to play. They'll be tough. So I'm... I know a lot of people are kind of looking just at the Marlins-Cubs and thinking that's a real big battle, maybe the Reds, but almost feels like Cubs-Marlins. But keep an eye on those Diamondbacks too. The Marlins, again, hold the tiebreaker. So it's huge. Two games up right now. So, again, that is huge. Um, I think for the Marlins to be relevant in terms of chasing down the Diamondbacks, they they definitely have to win this series against um, against the Brewers. Guys, that's been Locked on Marlins this week and for Friday's episode. Thanks for joining me, Peter Pratt. Of course, I've been here for you all year, guys. And I appreciate everyone for you know sticking with me all year. Um, I appreciate everyone in the comments all year long. You know who you are, the everydayers in particular that are there. They, they engage with every show, and I appreciate you guys. What a season it's been. We're entering the final week. The Marlins, they own their own destiny. Can they play well? Can they find ways to win? Maybe not even, maybe missing Luis Arias, maybe missing Jake Berger. You know, wouldn't it just be wild if all of a sudden, you know, you have a a Joey Wendell game out of nowhere, and Joey Wendell just delivers something out of nowhere? But as I mentioned, for me, for this for this weekend and this series in particular, and against the pitching they're about to face into, I can just see the Marlins going just ultra small ball and just trying their best to disrupt the pitchers, the defense, balls in play. You know, could be tons of stolen bags from the Marlins here. Could be. I can just see that happening. Just trying to unsettle it. Trying to find any ways to manufacture runs. Very much like 2020, when it was crazy lineups. Max Sierra at the bottom of the lineup. Monte Harrison bottom of the lineup. You know, just putting runners in motion. John Birdie stealing, stealing home on his hands and knees. We need John Birdie hands and knees. Just anything, scratching anything across because we're going to need it all. Guys, I look forward to seeing you on Monday. Go Marlins.